welcome to another episode of the Half Full Reviews podcast. I'm your host, DJ, and today I am joined by a special guest, Dave Hill. Good morning, Dave. How's it going? It's going pretty good, DJ. Thank you for having me. Excited to be doing this with you. Yeah, this is cool because you're a really big Marvel fan. I know we've done a lot of Marvel episodes on this podcast before, if you're a listener, um, but we're, we're always covering new stuff, the latest stuff. Um, we're not going to go back and talk about all the old stuff that we've covered, but... Before we get into that, I want to just introduce Dave. Uh, like I, I like to introduce all the co-hosts that we have on the show. Um, Dave is a life coach in Brevard County, Florida, and is specializing in health and wellness, weight loss, uh, battling addiction. Um, and I mean, I can let you say a few words about it as well. Uh, what is your company's name and what's kind of your mission? Uh, the company's name is Today's Climb. Uh, we've just been in business about eight months, just steadily, you know, Trying something new here. Growing uh, some followers, putting out some blog content, some video content. Um, right. You can find all that on social media. Everything's todaysclimb.com. It's Today's Climb on Facebook. And we've got newsletters, you know. Yeah. So if you're looking for a little bit of daily encouragement or anything like that uh, for your life, for any of these issues, um, just check them out. Give them a website view. Uh, check them out on Facebook. Um, and without further ado, uh, let's start talking some movies and games. Uh, and then we're going to get into, specifically today, we're going to talk a little bit about Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, we might mention, I think the last the last TV show was Hawkeye, right? Was there one after that yet or no? Yet. No, I think that is the most recent so one. We'll probably yeah. cover some of those things, I suppose. But before we get into that, um, just in general, have you seen anything? Have you watched anything recently? Um, you know, if you're into gaming, have you played any games? If not, have you watched any TV shows or movies that have stood out to you recently? You know, what kind of stuff do you like? What have you seen recently? Uh, the last movie I saw was Spider-Man No Way Home. And that's that's pretty much, that's... <laughs> but, but, but like, you keep up on all the most recent ones that come out. So you've seen all the TV shows. Are you watching Boba Fett on Disney Plus? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, that's actually funny enough. Probably going to get some backlash for this <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really a Star Wars fan. Believe it or not, I'm not. I, I know. I know. I, I'm cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch Mandalorian though? No, I haven't. What? I'm not. I know. Okay. My, my brother's a huge Star Wars fan. He makes fun of me all the time. But it is. It is on my list to branch out and. So, so what go got you into it. Marvel then? How, how young were you when you started following Marvel? Oh. Probably in kindergarten, first grade. I just remember waking up Saturday mornings, playing, playing games. The old, the old Nintendo, playing Mario and the original Zelda. And then when N sixty four came out, the everyone knows the multiplayer GoldenEye and Mario Kart. You, know, you sit around with the pizza, stay up late, playing some video games. And then Marvel, though. Like when did Marvel come in, though? Because they didn't start with video games; they were uh, comic books but, originally. My my uncle actually was a comic. He he had comic books. He was a little collector, and I started watching it. And then X Men would always be on. I think it was like eight or nine in the morning over here on a Saturday. And I remember I the X Men cartoons. I remember the Spider Man cartoons, Batman, the original stuff, all the cartoon ones from the nineties. I remember. So does does yours go back a little further than that, even, or is this like? Yeah, I, well, it was it was early nineties. I remember looking at the comic books, and then. Uh, Branching off to DC side, you know, Batman, Justice League, mm -hmm. all that, all that kind of stuff. And then for cartoons, way before Power Rangers, I was a huge Voltron fan. 
and I was big into Transformers. I know that's not DC or anything, but that's, that kind of excited my cartoon watching and action hero stuff. And then when all these movies started taking off, you know, Spider-Man with the, with the Tobey Maguire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the Andrew Garfield. And now we're right. here. Yeah, with Tom. Um, yeah, that, those are cool. That's cool. So, yeah, I did a... I did the cartoons, but I liked DC. I liked Transformers. When Disney got Marvel is when I kind of started getting into Marvel. Like, I watched Spider-Man stuff as a kid, but, like, eh, I kind of leaned DC's way until they redid Marvel um, with Disney. And then that's probably, like, sacrilegious to some people to hear. But I'm, like, a newer school Marvel fan. So, eh, I'm not ashamed. You know, I would have been a Star Wars fan forever. Um, ever since I saw it in the early 90s, my, uh, it re-released. Re on VHS for one of their anniversaries, like 20th anniversary, so it was probably 97. Um, and I was seven years old then, and my dad bought it and brought it home, and I've been a Star Wars fan ever since. So Star Wars, all the way, superheroes, eh, on and off, so. But. To, to each their own. You know? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen them, I'm just not into the Star Wars like I am to Marvel. Yeah. That's okay. So it's different. It's it's really different. Superheroes is quite different than like a traditional sci fantasy or you know Star Trek and Star Wars and things like that. So, all right. So let's uh, let's dive on into the the discussion today. Um, we'll head on over that way with a quick break here. And welcome back. <clears throat> Thanks for sticking with us. We're here to discuss some Marvel. It's going to be Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, and probably Hawkeye. Probably three things to talk. But if it goes somewhere else, that's fine. We like to keep it pretty organic on the show. Uh, we don't use any pesticides or anything. So, um, All right. Uh, let's jump into the first one, Eternals, because I didn't really talk about that yet on the podcast. Um, but I was really late to seeing it. Like, really late. I didn't see it until it was free to watch. Whatever. you know. Um, same, same here. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't get really good reception anywhere, and most people that saw it, from what I could tell, didn't like it. So I didn't have high expectations going in. Uh, what about you? Did you? What were you expecting going in? Uh, it it was both. You know, the reviews didn't really get that well, but that's also where I believe they succeed because they they left everyone wanting questions answered, and I don't know, maybe Eternals two will will do that. You know, like. Where did I don't want to? I, I guess we can spoil the ending. Like, where did Air? Where does Eros fit in? Well, sure, yeah. So, it, well, let's go and drop a spoiler warning then. So, you know, I, with expectations, they weren't that high, I guess, going in. So, but we're gonna start talking some spoilers. So, if you don't want these things spoiled, uh, you can jump out now because we are we're not gonna hold back on these three things. They've all been out for a while. Um, so, all right, with that, that's our warning. Um, Eternals. So our expectations were that high. Did you? Let's start at the very beginning. Did you like it? Um, it was it was different than I would. For the <laughs> most part, it was it was decent. You know, I mean it it didn't it didn't get me out of my seat. You know, yeah. But but then again, they they set it high with with Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. So I, I think fans were kind of sitting there like, 
what was this, you know, but they kept going forward in time, then back in time, forward, yeah. back. It was kind of one of those weird ones where they like go super ancient times to describe something. Now, I personally liked it. I think part of that is due to I had such low expectations. I was just watching it to see what happened. And then I was like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. My wife fell asleep within the first 15 minutes, I think. She was out cold on a couch. Um, and I was like, well, whatever. She said it was not interesting because she didn't know any of the characters and it didn't really intertwine with any of the characters on a surface level. You know, that was, that was quickly and easily identifiable. But I thought it was a good movie overall. I liked some of the actors and actresses. Um, so I thought it was cool. I thought the story was unique enough. Um, you know. Well, well, for for me, why I say it was good was because what what I find myself talking about are those missing pieces of the direction they could go, the stuff that's the stuff that's missed. You know, the stuff about celestials, the the impliness of maybe the Ten Rings were already in there. Uh, just there's variables you know like right, so, so explain the, explain the 10 rings thing to me because you did mention to me that off air but it didn't really click with me so do each one of those power people have a ring is that what it is yeah so like in the beginning you know fastos is the main creator guy of all the weaponry remember he's the one that cried when the nuke bombed oh yeah, yeah he invented everything the inventor and then he made the plow because we were too we weren't advanced in technology he he made that little ring transponder thing that they used to power against the deviants there at the end. And so when they gave him each a ring, you think that those might be the rings of power, maybe? Was that something that he knew he created several thousand years before, or was it taken in present time where they went back? So okay. if you if you take one of those with Ajax be, with being dead. Because in the beginning, uh, the very beginning of the movie, when they come to the beach, uh, on that spaceship, there was 10 people standing around. Could there have been, was that where the 10 rings got created? Okay. So speaking of 10 rings, did you like um, Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi and the 10 rings? Did you like that movie? Very much. Yeah, that was very, very good movie. I've seen, um, I think I've seen that one like three times already. Um, I definitely liked it too. I thought it was good. And I, I would watch Eternals again. I, I'm not hard on these movies. You know, like, I'm, I'm not... Okay, Captain Marvel was my least favorite. I think it was trash. But that's the only one I'm tough on. And I think this was better than that. Um, I don't know. What do you think? What was your least favorite Marvel movie? Probably Captain Marvel. But, with, but at the same time, with Captain Marvel, the beginning, you know, when she gets to Oakland, California there, it's 1992. Mm-hmm. That's also the same time where Black Panther was in California in 1992. So did S.H.I.E.L.D. know this, or was that another writing flaw of Marvel? Interesting. Here we had two correlations in time, and, I mean, the, scroll, and the scrolls were involved. That was the, that was the one where um, Director Fury is young, right? And they show him losing his eye, and they joke about it a few times throughout the movie. Right? Like, he almost loses his eye, but he doesn't. Or something yes. like that. That that was a, okay. So there were some funny parts in Captain Marvel. I'm being too too rough on it, but I've only ever watched it once, and that's because we watched it the first time. We were just like, ooh, we couldn't get past the actress. I know that's I'm not the only one that has that opinion. 
I see it on the internet. Lots of people didn't like who they chose for it. I personally watch a lot of the interviews for movies, just in general. And her attitude during interviews, I didn't like her personality. It just rubbed me the wrong way. And so I think that had something to do with me being able to enjoy her performance through the movie. But, you know. Correct. It's a movie. <laughs> it's a right. Movie. It's a Marvel movie. It's not bad. I mean, it's just not up there with Black Panther. Or... And Black Panther was one of my favorite ones ever. I still will go back and watch that one. I think that one was really good. Obviously, the Captain America ones were fantastic, and the Iron Man ones. Thor was hit or miss along the way. It was like there were some good moments. There were some good movies. Some of them were kind of cheesy. Um, you know, but you, but you still got your classics. You got Iron Man. You got Captain America. Then you got Avengers. But for the two solo ones, I I think Black Panther stands on its own, and I like Doctor Strange. I like Doctor Strange a lot. So I'm looking forward to the new one coming out. So, but so if we get back to Eternals, yeah. which which kind of goes in to how they did it with the Celestials, we found out in Guardians of the Galaxy too that Ego was a Celestial. So so, so he was a Celestial, yeah. like this big robot guy, the big the big square people in Eternals. That's what he right. is. Yeah. No, so this guy didn't click for me because he takes a human form. Well, he also is the planet, isn't he? So he's like a planet and the human form? Correct. So Ego created his own planet. So therefore, it took two. It, he needed two Celestials in Guardians of the Galaxy, which would be Star-Lord, or Chris Pratt's character to all the other Marvel, Marvel fans. He needed two people to conjure up, which would have destroyed Earth. How, how didn't these Eternals not know that when that kicked off. Was that another? So all these little twists with what was a decent movie, when I took away from Eternals, it was like, wow, they actually did a good job because they left you wanting more. And mm -hmm. that's the big thing to make a good movie was, so I had, so I went back and rewatched it and was like, wow, this, this changed my opinion. When I watched it, when I watched Eternals the second time, they had a. Hmm. I guess I'll, I'll probably go back and watch it again. Maybe I'll convince the wife to watch it this time, you know, because it really it wasn't bad. It was pretty all right. Um, cast wise, director wise, cast wise, there wasn't really too many people immediately. You know, there wasn't any huge super names except Angelina Jolie. Um, everyone else, they've been in some awesome stuff. Um, well, Selma Hayek. What's he been in? Selma Hayek? Her, yeah. What's she been in? Well, I mean, you, for the for the family name, she was, you know, grown-ups. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. House of Gucci, Eternal, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, Bliss. I'm looking it up. Sorry, I threw it on the spot there. It's like, what kind of stuff she been in? The Hollywood Project, 11th Hour, um, Muppets, Grown Ups 2, yep. Grown-ups, Dirty Rock. Okay, so yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, but like, there wasn't any, uh, you know, Chris Hemsworth's or uh, Rock, Dwayne Rock Johnson's, you know, there wasn't like any like super people except for Angelina Jolie, and she didn't even play like, she was a, one of the main characters. There were so many main characters in this movie, it's kind of hard to pinpoint who the real main character was. Um, I don't know, who do you think the main character was, or was it really just ten of them? No, they 
they did a good job of spreading it out, you know, and then, and then you got, I mean, where they did do it, you got a good backstory for each, for Mm -hmm. each one. Yeah, you, yeah, you did. You just spent time with each one in their current life. You know, they kind of tied, if jump back in time to show us their relationships and jump forward in time to show them where they are currently. And they all kind of split up. Um, And then some of them die and some of them survive. And there's like the, oh, those, what are they called again? Not the version things. What are they? The, the deviants. The deviants. Does that tie in at all to the Loki show? Because they call that's, those deviants, don't they, or do they call them something different? That's what I was wondering. Because they're they're deviants, and then we've also learned about the multiverse, which we've heard we've heard before. It was also in Spider. It was also in Spider Man: Far From Home, and it came out again with what happened. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen Spider Man: Far From Home. So they're they're building to something there with the multiverse with these deviants. They seem very different though. Like deviants almost seem like alternate people in the Loki show. And here they were like monsters, you know, like straight up monsters that just destroy things and eat things. And I mean explained where they came from, that they were there to prep the planet and eat all the predators and then they became apex predators and now they were the problems and then they made the eternals to deal with those it's kind of like uh so i i, I thought that, that's actually a good story They're, i'm not going to knock on that story that's a good story made sense it was unique and different so that's why i'll totally go watch the movie again um, i don't think there's but, anything wrong with it but so. the weird part about it was with with the way that they all the way that they all came together they you know mankind had to be built up first and another spoiler that's how they had to destroy planets they all destroyed planets then they were brainwashed we found out with what happened in the end scene this is again this is just my theory people obviously i like i like friendly conversation thanos thanos's brother eros shows up at the end right was, so was thanos adopted was i saw a weird theory that like did thanos know this was going to happen to planets once they reach a certain thing and so i don't think this is true but someone someone said to me did thanos snap everybody away to save everybody because remember i had a little conversion about that with you over that was you who mentioned it to me okay i was like someone talked to me about this recently but it was you okay did did he destroy his own planet titan or was that done by these Eternals, and then did he know that mankind had to build itself up? So he just said, you know what? It's like cutting the head off the snake. I'll be the villain. I'll get the stones. I'll wipe away half of man, half of population so these planets can't get destroyed. He also had a real god complex, and he did kind of like choke people to death with his bare hands. So in the end, he's kind of a bad dude regardless you know right but it, but if he's also a deviant you also find out the deviants really weren't that bad of people they mm-hmm. or I, they're not a people that they're, they're they're a species hmm. interesting because these you know any in, in eternals remember angelina jolie's character was trying to you know she comes to her senses and realize what was happening there on the beach scene but they weren't having any of it, but they were also consuming powers. Yes. Of the Eternals. 
I liked her character a lot. I thought she was a badass, so. She could have played, like, in the alternate reality, she could have played Wonder Woman, you know? She was a little younger, you know? Because she has that same kind of, like, this made me believe she could play Wonder Woman. Watching her swing stuff around. She had, like, a giant staff instead of a, a whip, you know? But I could see it, you know? That, that was pretty cool, so. Yeah, she's come a long way from playing Maleficent, hasn't she? <laughs> and Tomb Raider before that. <laughs> right. I mean, I maybe I'm maybe I'm a sucker. You know, I, I liked all her old stuff. I grew up watching Angelina Jolie, so my wife cannot stand her as an actress. She's like she doesn't want to see anything with her in it. Um, but and I understand why she feels the same way about Natalie Portman. And I feel like you, you either hate him or you love him. You know, uh, right? These kind of these kind of people. You know. So let's jump into Spider-Man: No Way Home then, directed by John Watts, um, written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, and Stan Lee. Oh, no, it's based on Stan Lee's. <clears throat> anyway, why are they throwing me off? They're putting that in there. That's IMBD's fault. Um, stars, Tom Holland, Zendaya, and Benedict Cumberbatch. We knew that, though. If you watched any of the trailers, you knew all this. These are all super big names, the exact opposite of Eternals. These are all characters we already know. Um, and I have not seen this yet, but I did go ahead and spoil it for myself because everybody else in the world has seen it. Even my wife has seen it. Um, I just haven't gotten around to seeing it yet, so I watched some reviews of it and some hidden stuff and in Easter eggs. So um, let's talk about that for a second. Did you like it? Very much. Yeah, that's a silly question. Almost everybody loved this movie. So everyone loved it. And even if you didn't like Tom Holland's Spider-Man, you, you had the other two Spider-Mans in it, which was like, and then the villains. And yeah, man, there's so much here. I don't even know where to start with it, how to unwrap this. Where do you want to start with it? Um, I mean, we can go anywhere from the Venom theories. We can go anywhere to the Doctor Strange just being a total madman. Yeah, he's doing <laughs> some weird stuff, but his character was always reckless. Like, he was reckless with people's lives as a doctor. He was reckless with his own life. He became a magician. He was reckless, and they didn't like that. So him being reckless again in Spider-Man, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know how reckless he gets, but I think it tracks. I think somebody told me, and this wasn't me, but I read this somewhere, and they're like, what did they do to his character? He's like not even a superhero. He's supposed to be saving or protecting the world. And I'm like, no, he's this tracks for me. He's always been a little on the edge when it comes to his, he's like an Iron Man character, right? He's very proud of himself and wants to push the limits of stuff. And maybe they're setting him up to replace Tony Stark, you know, his slot in the Avengers of being the person who does that. Yeah, but he really can't though, because in Spider-Man Far From Home, there when they're in London, remember Tony Stark gives Spider-Man his glasses. And that's kind of like a passing of the of the torch there, yeah. But Spider-Man doesn't fit the right personality to be a Tony Stark. Where Doctor Strange fits the same personality archetype. So but correct. Yeah, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways, but it also shows that Doctor Strange is really struggling without that time stone. Okay. See, I haven't seen it yet, so that did, I didn't pick up on that yet. <clears throat> hmm. But but even with that time stone, where where he where he causes this, what's going to be obviously there's trailers out, so you know it whether you've seen it or not. Where he causes this multiverse of madness was also an infinity war 
before they get to Titan when he's on the when when he's on the plane mm-hmm. or the jet in space with Spider-Man and Tony Stark, he made the comment to Tony Stark, "Can you fly us back to Earth or something along that that line?" And it's before he went over the 14 million scenarios. Can he not create a portal? Oh, right. You're saying that. Get him out of there? Or can it not be done in hyperspace? Or did this have to happen? Were, were, the, were those his portals? It kind of looked like they were. They were definitely his color. And they're the same ones he uses. But it's the same ones that his, not his apprentice, but his buddy uses. In the end of Shang-Chi, when he opens up the portal and brings them through with the, the comedic scene at the end. So Wong. Doctor Strange isn't the only one. Wong does it too. So maybe in Infinity War, when they snapped them all back, was that the stone magic? Was that bringing everyone out of the portals? Or was he returning them all after they all appeared in random different places? I don't know. I, I guess he probably brought well, them all back. Well, but... Remember, they had to have it on their finger. That's the little thing Doctor Strange used in Doctor Strange to do the little circle thing that the... For, forget the lady's name in the Doctor Strange movie. They wear something that opens that up? Yeah, they have something on their... It's like a brace... It, it almost looks like brass knuckles that they wear. Okay. Hmm. And that was before he even had the time stone. Okay. So many questions. So many questions. But, all right, so what do you think? What was your favorite Spider-Man um, out of the three? Oh, I I mean, the I, I really don't want to ruin it for you because I, I want you to see it organically to get your opinion on it but there's a certain part when the three of them are are together and it's probably one of the best scenes in a marvel movie that that happens that to me to me that was that was pretty it was okay. it was pretty epic of toby toby mcguire with Andrew Garfield and then Tom Holland looking along with like, what did I just see? (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. I I think um, if you go back a few years to the very first Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, um, I think at that time when I first saw him as Spider-Man, I didn't think he was a very good fit for Spider-Man. I think he did an amazing job with the movie and I thought it's a AAA movie, right? So it's obviously amazing, but I didn't think he could have been the best fit. I always thought Andrew Garfield was the closest to the comic book characters for me. Like, fit wise with his attitude and his geekiness and his body type, you know, um, I thought he fit closer. I thought Tobey Maguire was always really silly, like, like a, a goofy version of Spider-Man. And then I thought Andrew Garfield was really close. And I thought Tom Holland was just throwing everything out the window that we know about Spider-Man. And like, he's just like a multiverse Spider-Man to me. He's like, Oh, that's not really Spider-Man. This has nothing to do with any of the comics or cartoons or anything going they just threw it all out the window and started from scratch and made him an iron man apprentice and all this they did some weird stuff i feel like and andrew and andrew garfield does make a good duster by the way if you're in case you're wondering he's (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know what a duster is well you know just something on the top shelf he okay he he makes a good duster okay for spider-man that's another it's another epic part of the of the film that that they bring a little little light into okay all right but it was neat but it was also neat how they brought back the same villains yes yeah so what'd you think of that because i know they brought back uh, the one that kills aunt may uh the goblin right and they brought back 
Doc Ock. Green Goblin, Doc Ock, you know, the Sandstorm. They just, that that was fantastic. And then they try to save them all, right? So they try to like redeem them. And about the Green Goblin, thank goodness the studio did not put James Franco in the movie. We can at least, (laughs) thank thank goodness for that. (laughs) I will have to, uh, I'm sure I'll have some additional comments to say after I see this one. But hey, uh, Hawkeye was the last TV show that came out for for Marvel. Um, was there anything else you wanted to say on this movie before we, we jump over that? No, just that's that's a must see. Well, if... okay. So when he makes everyone forget everything, what are your thoughts on that? I guess you know everyone forgets him. He's obviously going to reintroduce himself to the Avengers before they all group up again. But what else? You know anything else with that? Uh, there, the, no, about forgetting themselves. It almost, it almost looks like MJ could know who he is, because she figured it out the first time by herself in this version of Spider-Man. So yeah. you didn't have to tell her. So, but then we also had a Venom sighting. That was cool. Yeah, after the credits with um, what's his name? Who plays Venom? Tom something, right? Is his name Tom too? I believe I can't. I'm drawing a blank. It is. Let me look him up. Tom Hardy. That's it. Yeah, he was an awesome movie. Did you see Carnage, the second one? Yes, I did. I think it was all right. Uh, It's pretty dark. Really dark compared to the first one. But I liked the, the Carnage. Who played Carnage? Was that Woody Harrelson? Woody, yeah, Woody Harrelson. Is that him? Yeah, Cleus Cassidy. I liked his performance a lot because um, he also plays the bad guy in Solo, in the Star Wars movie Solo. Uh, have you seen that? No, I have not. Okay. He plays uh, the Solo movie is uh, about Han Solo's origins. And so it's like a standalone movie. And it's like a Western, a space Western. Oh. Yeah, and uh well he plays the villain in it and he kinda mentors Han and in the end uh they have like a falling out and you know they they don't agree on things. So it's he played a really good like Western villain. But not a he's like not really a villain, he's a good guy. He's just not so good because he cares more about himself than others and he just played the part really well. And then to watch him play like a psychotic villain and carnage it was like his acting skill impressed me because he definitely plays very different roles and i liked all of his roles he played so but but before we leave the spider-man far from home we do have to talk about the famous attorney that happy hogan hires in case this could be a bigger spoiler just gonna say your name and marvel fans can go with it matt murdoch makes right. an appearance daredevil right that 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 would be it so we've got daredevil in it and it's also the same time frame that gets us into the hawkeye scenario in new york <laughs> that's that's cool i like that they're throwing all this in but it's going to be exciting to see where they go with this combining the two marvels and seeing what's going on with all that um Briefly with with Hawkeye, um, out of all the TV shows that came out, which one did you like the best so far? So Hawkeye, Loki, 
and the first one what was the first one. Oh, Falcon, Wanda. Falcon, yeah, Falcon and, and Wanda. Yeah. Um, I think they've learned a lot from Falcon and Winter Soldier. That just seemed like a they could have just done a movie. Um, I really liked WandaVision. Yeah, with, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, you're right. That could have been a movie. WandaVision could not have been a movie. It could, but it would have been a lot of work. It, it definitely felt better as a TV show. Falcon and Winter Soldier should have just been a movie. You're right. That should have just been a movie. And Loki? Loki fit more of that TV show. Mm-hmm. That was good. I mean, they... It was all right, but some of the series, they just, it seemed like it dragged out. Yeah. I didn't really know what was going on. They weren't explaining it fast enough for me. You know, it's like, well, where are we connecting? Where are we going? And I wanted to see Loki do really cool stuff because he's like one of my favorite characters. Right. Yeah. And it it was, I didn't want to call it a letdown because they succeeded in the end of where they could go. But I really enjoyed Hawkeye. I don't know, maybe because I'm also a, Hawkeye fan because somebody who doesn't really have powers. So yeah. he's just like that. Ha- Hawkeye did it for me. You know, it's like a Batman character. You know, he really did it for me. I liked that TV series. I liked his new apprentice. Um, I think all that's super cool. So Hawkeye's we always. That, we found out that he was deaf. Yeah. That was cool too to see that. Not cool that he's deaf, but cool to see how that played out in the, in the show. And. It kind of explains why he can be beat now, why he needs an apprentice. Otherwise, you look at him, you're like, you're amazing. You never miss a shot. You can't be beat. But now that he's got, he's kind of impaired um, from that, he can still perform, but just not to his peak, which was cool. It makes it more interesting. He's not like a Captain Marvel who's going to blast everybody to bits. You know, he has weaknesses. He needs someone's help. And it made the show an interesting dynamic for the new, the new girl coming along. So, And, and they also made it where you didn't have to really follow along with previous Marvel films to really understand. Yeah. So somebody who didn't know anything about it could have watched Hawkeye. They would have known the story of Black Widow. They would have known the story of the Avengers. You know, they would have known something with the Avengers happened because they show that in the beginning of why Kate had an admiration. Yeah. And then, but then you had a Black Widow's sister, you know, she was upset. So that part would have been a little lost on people, but they would understand it. You know, they may not have gotten as much out of the TV show, but you're right. They definitely would understand it and be able to take away that it was a cool show. Yeah. And it was finally neat to actually know why they were in Budapest mm-hmm. was Hawkeye was there for her, was there for Black Widow, but then he ended up saving her. So it kind of. Yeah. Brought all that up because they, they mentioned that in previous ones. They mentioned it all the way back to the first Avengers movie. So, so that was so that was finally you, you know you got some closure of it all. Then the serious moments and going all the way back to the first one that I think the first Marvel TV show they made was Shield, Agents of Shield. Did you ever watch that? I started to, but I didn't really, really. I've I've seen the like reviews some Mm -hmm. spoilers some online stuff about it but that was old school they didn't really even connect a lot to the universe they kind of did their own thing with it um so it didn't really have to tie in much to the marvel movies but every once in a while they dropped a little tidbit in to tie it into the movies as it came out it was cool it had its own characters and agent colson saw him come back and what they did to him to remake his brain with alien dna and stuff it was interesting so they tied that into the first avenger movie with the alien invasion so 
that, that was cool back in the day. So I don't think I'd go back and rewatch it, but it was worth watching when it came out. So, but I but I do think they had one of the coolest skits with that with that play, that Broadway musical. <laughs> yeah, what'd you think of the Broadway musical? Because they did the whole thing of it at the last the end sequence there. I thought it was great, and the little the little bit of how they threw. Hawkeye's admiration for Ant-Man and Hank Pym because Ant-Man was never part of the New York event, the first Avengers. Right. But they, but they had him in the musical was. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously we found out that not only did Tony, he, there was some Stark arrows, but Hank Pym. When he's making his new arrows, those fancy ones. Yeah. That's cool. Because they made they shrunk stuff, they exploded things and shrunk things in that show too. I think he shrunk things, and I was like, "Oh, how do we make it big again?" He's like, "I don't know." Yeah, <laughs> it's and then small. On the, then on the bridge, he had that huge arrow that dropped down. <laughs> yeah, that was some cool stuff. They did a lot of. That was a really fun one. Cool. All right, I think that's. I think we covered a lot of Marvel today. Is there anything else you want to say? But then, besides the the last bit of the Marvel thing sticking, because how we brought up Ant Man. Mm-hmm. They never explained whatever happened to Echo from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, that's the one that can like, vibrate through walls and stuff? Like she kind yeah, of that was the supposed Ghost. villain that they, that they then healed at the end because he was in the quantum realm. Maybe she, just went, maybe she just went back to a normal life. They healed her, you know, maybe? Maybe, but they needed those particles that Ant-Man was getting, but then the snap happened. Huh. And then fast forward to Endgame. I thought the the mother healed her. Didn't the mother hold her hand and heal her? Supposedly, but that was only a quick fix. Oh, so, they, so maybe they went back after that? I don't know. Maybe we'll never know, but there's another Ant-Man movie coming out, so we'll see where they go with it. But there's a lot. There's a lot. It's just amazing how each time they can just go back, know where they left off, know where to go, and they... Seems like, as as the producers always say, or the writers, we they just drop a lot of Easter eggs in into their film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, we could talk Marvel forever. Always can. Oh. We'll probably have a dozen more episodes that talk about Marvel in the future. Um, but let's wrap this one up um, before we go. Just remind everyone where they can find you. It's going to be todaysclimb.com. Um, and at Today's Climb on social media. Check out Dave. Uh, check out his work. Check out his business. He's doing a lot of good helping people. Check that out. Um, if you want to find us, you can find us at halffullreviews.com and at halffullreviews on social media. We have a Patreon. So does Dave. We both have Patreons, which you can find from the website. Um, and until next time, may the force be with you guys. And uh, well, I don't know. What are they, how do they say goodbye in Marvel? There's, there's, no, there's no big sign-off. I can do this all day. I can do this all day. (laughs) See you guys next time. Thank you.